Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation And you are listening to The Dork Forest The website's JackieCation.com DorkForest.com TheDorkForest.com if you like a determiner Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul. If ever bored, JackieCasia.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCasia.com, and there is a PayPal button on both ZorkForest.com and JackieCasia.com, and there's Venmo, if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to dorkforest.bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a, but a lot of ones that are free from pre 2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's uh, live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks so I charge you a couple of bucks there's also some stand-up there's a story uh, album that's very exciting there and um, other than that I have a lot of merch in my garage feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD and uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation let's get into the show Hi, Jackie Cation. I am in my garage and you are clearly in your home, Kyle Ayers. But he is yes. a delight, you guys. You guys should know Kyle Ayers because for he is good people and uh, let the dorkdom begin. But it's at, it's, uh, Ayers is spelled A-Y-E-R-S. Yes. And am I saying it right? God knows. I didn't uh, check. You're saying it. It happens is some it way. Close? A-I-R-S is generally how I tell people like the plural of air. Oh, like Ayers? Um, yeah. Kyle yeah. Ayers? Yeah, I I ethnicked it up like people will often do with a cashian or a cashian. Yeah, uh, they uh, <laughs> slow your roll. Yeah. Just airs. Yeah, Kyle airs everybody, and it's at Kyle airs on everything. And he has a a new album out that was recorded pre-pandemic, but still outside. You tell me. Yeah, recorded it actually at uh, Good Heroin, the show behind Did back you? in the back of Echo Park. Yes, behind the bookstore. Nice. Behind, it's one of the few albums that you will hear someone literally skateboard through the recording. Dude, and it's called Happiness, and you should find yeah. it on all the things. And uh, who mm. who put it out? What's the label? It's with Blonde Medicine. Blonde Medicine, uh, Dominic Del Bene, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Dominic Del Bene, what a great, what a great guy, what a great group of people. They did a really fun thing for me where. I wanted, like, old records used to have lyrics inserts yeah. with them. I, I have a lyrics insert in my vinyl, and it is every word I say on the album typed out in a 12-page color pamphlet. And boy, does Dominic and everyone at Blonde Medicine deserve praise, because I didn't type it out. No, no. <laughs> I have transcripts of all of my albums, but that's so that when yeah. I do a new album, I can actually just word search. To see if it's on a previous, because I talk about sort of the same topics over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, because like the next album, if and when it ever happens, please, pl please God, please God. Anyway, I need a vaccine. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I, I have, um, I have this weird, like, it's going to sound dumb, but I have like this weird internet dating condom hitting on guys kind of, uh, how I hit on guys joke. That is sure. from the last album that will be on this album as well, just as a little throwaway before the new joke mm -hmm. that goes after it. And there will be someone, possibly even a fan of this podcast, who says, um, did you know that you repeated that in the two? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah I was there. <laughs> yeah, because I, the I, problem, the thing with me repeating it is I said it. I said it and I get a transcript. Oh, I always get some. <laughs> you know what I do? It isn't, it isn't particularly... I mean, it's fine. It's I usually get some feature who needs a couple hundred bucks to listen yeah. to my album and type it up. 
That's okay. That's a, I they mean, need a couple hundred to, bucks. I want someone to, uh, I think it'd be fun to run a show where everyone reads my jokes. I think that'd be a fun thing to do with the lyrics insert and watch if I have anything to do with it yeah. or my delivery has anything to do with it. Uh, I probably, I don't know whether I'd be flattered if they bomb or if I would be concerned if they bomb. Right, right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Uh, you could be uh, uh, flattered if they bomb because then it's all personality, my friend. It's like, wow, Kyle really goes up there and sells this stuff. Yeah, it's uh, so it's called happiness and people can find it everywhere. And yes. uh, other than that, it's at Kyle Ayers on all the things. And yeah. you do shows with Dave Ross, who was on, telling me about how much he likes the Zelda. Uh, that was his story. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> his story. Yeah, so Dave and I run a stream show, which is where it's at now, where we try and it, it's called Awful Level League. And we try and make the worst video game levels possible and make the other person play our custom levels. So like in games where you can make your own thing. Oh, like, we, like yeah. Yes. We've been playing Super Smash Brothers yeah. and been making the worst possible levels to fight each other in. And then people who are watching can also play against us in our awful levels. So much work. So much work. Well, I, I can't. I make one during the stream. That way I force myself to only spend like the two minutes on it. And usually mine are just a, a big funnel where everyone just gets hurt. <laughs> or like all your characters fall. Um, but Dave, sometimes Dave, he even said on the stream last night, he was like, I can't believe how much fun your levels are. I spend all day on these. Oh my God. Well, it's, you know, that seems to be how it goes sometimes. And then do you push it to Twitch or? Yeah, we're on Twitch. It's at kyleprimevideo.com. There you go. Uh, And now you know. Trying to ride the Bezos curtails with the Prime Video. Oh, Prime Video. Kyle Prime Video. That's great. My TikTok has blown up. It turns out, um, that's the, that's what everyone's been waiting for me to be on are you really doing it yeah i I just started i posted some jokes when my album came out yeah like after i i did conan about a week before the pandemic and then my album came out during it so i kind of would thought i post jokes then and the stand-up does so well and then i tried posting one other video and it was like six (laughs) a hundred thousand on this joke right right no one follow me from this yeah almost all of them are like fifty thousand Except for yeah. the ones where I'm talking to people, those are 5,000. And then one yeah. joke is at 1.3 million. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Who? Who did I? And then somebody told me, they said, you found Book Talk. And I was like, what is, there's Book Talk? And it's like, yeah, it's TikTok <laughs> for people who read and want to talk about books. And I did my spooky reading girl bit. And oh, um, yeah. How sad is it that I discontinued the t-shirt? I still have the enamel pins, Rangers. <laughs> I gotta get rid of those. They're in my closet. Yeah, I don't. So many of my jokes are so much longer than a minute. And then someone was like, well, just cut a little bit of it. And I did that once, and it got like 5,000 in yeah. a day. And I was like, oh, they were right. I don't have to be such a perfectionist about... It's like volume shooting on TikTok. Yeah. Well, it's I do I do one a day. And it usually... T- and it's and it's a, it's an hour and a half of my life trying to... First of all, because my jokes, I am the wordy, wordy jokesmith. And uh, yeah. the wordy jokesmith uh, has to go, stay tuned. This story continues in the next. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One minute into the setup, you're just taking a big breath and like, right. okay, but everybody. It's like, I'm like, or you could just fucking go to YouTube. But here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And, uh, and it's lovely. I mean, and I got a lot of fun. Whatever. This is not your dorkdom. This is me obsessed with uh, with my phone these days. That's okay. Uh, you wouldn't be alone in that. It's true. There's a lot of this. But you have a band that I thought you were talking about a thrift store. So uh, I don't know anything about music. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's called St. Vincent. Yes. So yes. That is a band or is it a guy? It is a, it is a, a one, it is a one woman and her name is Annie Clark. It is a band. She is the front person to this band and basically the identity to the band. Whereas everyone else could be kind of an interchangeable uh, touring member of the band. She is the, the, uh, the front member and and um, music that I've just been obsessed with since I found out that she and this music existed, which I guess would have been um, mid two thousand aughts, mid aughts. Okay, like two thousand five, two thousand six. A little bit late, yeah, seven, eight, I guess, late, mid late aughts <laughs> for me. So that's <laughs> like late my aughts. late college years. Those are like the back half of me being in college. Okay, and uh, where is yeah. this band from? Are they from here, so she, Los Angeles? She is from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I think she's from Oklahoma and or something, or and is but 
they're ba- she's based musically out of Dallas, or at least that's where her she started. And her name is Annie Clark. Annie Clark. All right, and uh, the it is this guitar rock? Is it heavy metal? Is it emo? I would sort of call rap? it. Um, I, I don't really know the best rock. I, it's the closest. This thing happens lots of times where people don't think there's rock music anymore. You know, like like uh like the wrong generation people who are like, I wish I was born in the '60s so I could have. And it's like you could still listen to that yeah. and all the new stuff. <laughs> That's what's cool is the yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, she is, I guess, rock indie rock. Does she have a not guitar? Quite pop. She has a guitar. She is like she is she I equate I, I I don't do this comparison lightly, but she reminds me of Prince. Okay. Because she is a front person who sings, who is unique, who is a songwriter, but then when it comes to actually playing guitar, you're like, oh, low key, she's also better than everyone at that. And that's because lots of people didn't equate Prince with being Eric Clapton or right. all of these like savant, but he's better than all of them. Right, right. He's an amazing uh, guitarist as well. Yes. As being so I, a I, thousand I put her other in a similar vein. Okay, so yeah, she, that... <laughs> yeah, so so she has a she, she like a triple threat. Like she has all the yes. she's writing the music, she's also performing the music, she's the front person to the band. The rest a of good the, way to yeah. sort of uh dive in with the kind of music she's playing is she released released an album with David Byrne, and so that's kind of if you think of her as a little bit more progressive uh rocker version of kind of what he was doing david byrne talking heads yes thank you jackie cation for the win there you go well played (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i most of my life i confused him and david lynch for one another yes and they just feel like two sides of the same entertainment coin Uh, maybe our names shouldn't be so similar right (laughs) that is exactly my you have literally Yes, I am not good. I have uh, I, I I've done worse things, which is when I mixed up David Bowie and the uh, the other blonde guy who made his fist go at the screen. And uh, I'm not sure who you're talking fine. about you know, now. It's the guy from Rocky Four, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Drago. No, he's ooh, nice, nice work pulling yeah. that guy's name Thank out of you. thin air. <laughs> I'm um, sure somewhere his ears just perked up. Right, he was like, oh, I'm still on the, still on somebody's radar. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just my comparisons are usually bad. So it's, uh, but he does, but yes, but David Byrne is uh is the front man for you two and she did work with him yeah right? she did work with the uh, talking heads she did work with david byrne the talking heads singer. yes uh but kind of in that sort of like indie into rock type of uh music not too like airy or anything just sort of real good mm-hmm. and what what i guess what um I don't know why I have, I don't want to go too far past some complete tangent that I do want to talk about because you're in Los Angeles, correct? Right. Right. Yeah. Everyone's kind of some people have displaced during all sure. this, so you want to check. Uh, before we get too far from David Lynch being in our conversation, <laughs> what I should have put in the as my dorkdom is David Lynch reading the weather in Los Angeles. Are you familiar with this? No. Every single day on his YouTube channel, the man who made Mulholland Drive gives the weather report for Los Angeles and then gives song recommendations for people to and every he has such a distinct voice and it's this is, you know, one of the more He's like the most Los Angeles person I could possibly think of <laughs> is David Lynch. He's a he's bit like of a caricature. Yeah. Cartoon. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, it's sunny today, 64 degrees, some wind. This reminds me of a jazz song I heard in a basement 64 years ago. Here's who sings it. And it's, it's really pleasant. And he does it. And then it goes on NPR. They, they like play the audio from it as their actual weather report. And it makes me happy what? to be in Los Angeles. Oh, my you gosh. Know? And this is on his YouTube channel? David Lynch, who, once again, the person who made Twin Peaks <laughs> on David Lynch's YouTube channel. He wow. reads the weather every day. And there was recently a small bit of drama where he was thinking about stopping. And then everyone commented, please don't. And he made a video where he's like, the comments are so nice, <laughs> which is unique to him on YouTube. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. like, I'll keep doing it. And I was like, how did I get caught up in this drama? Right. How old is David Lynch for these days? Couldn't even put give you he could be anywhere from 40 to 95 to and I would believe you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's funny about 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 David Lynch. It's I always think I don't always get David Lynch, but I know that what he's doing is more interesting than I am. 
Like I'll be watching it and I'll be like, I see, I see. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. This wasn't entirely made for me, but uh, I it's, love what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, it's usually my favorite movie or TV show I've seen that year, or I dislike it. Like, and I'm just. I, but it's he's. What I really love about him, I love anyone that gets to make what they want to make, and they swing hard. Oh, there you and go. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, I don't even blame. I don't dislike the uh, prequels in the Star Wars franchise because at least George Lucas got to do the thing he wanted to do. Oh, the there older you go. I've gotten, the yeah. more I've just been like, hey, that guy made the first ones and got to make the rest of what he wanted to do. And yeah, everyone lo- didn't like him, but it's kind of cool he got to make them. Right, right. He got to make them. And I'll tell you something is you're entirely right because and parts of them are very good. You know, yes. though I did try to watch Phantom Menace uh, start to finish about a week or so ago and um, had to had to call it at Darth Maul, had to call it because uh, I like the Darth Maul scene and that's about it. So, uh, yeah. but I because it's uh, a pretty great fight. It's a great it's about fight. the best fight that's ever been in like a fantasy thing. It's real good as far as like a close quarters thing. I really Love it. I don't follow Star... I I, I see all the Star Wars things, but it's not like in my... I've never then followed up uh, to read. But (laughs) I I kind of generally enjoy most of them. The Mandalorian I love. Sure. And um, that I love... I, I... since I saw all the Star Wars later and at the same time, I don't think there's as large a gap for me right. between the quality of all of them. I'm just like, this is a pretty cool story. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's and you at. know what? I can enjoy any number of things that are, you know, it's, it certainly helps with sort of some some stories I have to forget that I read the book. Okay. And, for example, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm-hmm. I can enjoy The Lord of the Rings movies if I forget that I ever read the books. And I can go, these are gorgeous. These are, this is a cool story. This looks amazing. These people are good and evil. Things are happening. That guy's super tall, whatever, you know. And, um, but when I start thinking about, you know, sort of gaps or discrepancies and stuff, I'm like, I, 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 it could pull me out of it. And you know what? That's not, uh, that's not why I'm watching a movie. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) watching a movie so that I can pick it apart. I saw Lord of the Rings about right when I read them, if not some overlap between the movies and all that. And uh, I just remember sometimes something would happen. I'd be like, ah, what about that 800 pages about that sword? Like or something <laughs> like that. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to spend six months learning about that guy. He just walked by. <laughs> but what are you right. going to do? Make 20. Maybe that's why I like The Mandalorian, because it slows down. It's not. Oh. Ba- I don't know if it's based on comics or anything, but I like that it's. No, to my knowledge, Mandalorian an is based on uh, is is whole cloth, and um, it's just a cowboy. You know, it's just a it's just a cowboy show set in space, yeah. and uh, it's good times. As far as I'm concerned, this John Favreau, if he sticks with it, I think he's really got a shot of making it in this town. I'd... As long as he continues to produce the largest entity, maybe for next the largest time. Company, maybe next maybe time. Next... Yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe he can get Passion of the Christ or something. Maybe he can. <laughs> I want him to do really stretch that story out so we can see how it evolves beyond two hours. <laughs> yeah. What about the missing years? Huh? How about that uh, <laughs> Lamb of God book? Turn that into something. Mel. But what did he do in those three days? Mel didn't cover it. <laughs> uh, so. Now, I want to get back to St. Vincent, and I want to get yeah. back to a- Annie Clark. I think Jesus is a good connection to get back to St. Vincent. I right, think we because we're around. going with Jesus, Prince, and now we're back, you guys. Annie <laughs> Clark. Um, so she also writes the lyrics, and are the songs, how many albums, do, I mean, if she's been doing it now 14, 15 years, right? How many albums so do they has, have? Uh, uh, six. Okay. Maybe five. If if you, It depends on what you're registering the David. She did a collaborative album with David Byrne, a full album. So she has five, and then she has this sixth one uh, with him. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. and she uh, wrote most of the music or wrote most of yes. the lyrics? Or? Uh, as far as I know, I don't know who did what on, once again, that collaborative album. But as far as I know, there's a, a song where the lyrics were written by her sister and a couple songs where she's working with people. But it's, it's sort of all, all roads travel through Annie Clark for this music. Right, right. And what was such a, she used to be just a member of a band called the Polyphonic Spree. Oh, I remember which is them. A, yeah, they have 8,000 people in their band. Yeah, yeah. And one of them just happened to be her. Okay. 
<laughs> and some other people who've done some nice things. Sure. But, I'm sure everybody um, is no still working at some... to like, yeah, to Annie yes. Clark level. Uh, right. <laughs> did she win any of the Grammys or anything? Do, do, do people know about her? Like, am I, am I a late comer? I wouldn't say you're you're a latecomer for just getting on board. I, I as far as I know, she gets nominated for best alternative album for her last couple ones. Um, some smaller things of like best newcomer and stuff like that. It's funny when someone's like nine years in and they're like time for your newcomer award. Yeah, um, yeah. it's uh you, you you shot to start up after but she, twelve yeah, years. She won a Grammy for her last out. album, and then I think her album prior also was nominated or won best rock or whatever the vague category that they. Uh, when you, they don't want to, admit, I don't know, when you're not big enough. Right, <laughs> or, put you in something and, else. right, and you're not, and it isn't obviously folk, right? And it's not yes. obviously <laughs> so, yeah. something else. So all, all, or rock or something like that. Right, but right. It, it, she gets good critical uh, and mass reviews. She seems to be pretty much universally, uh, it, and no one is like, no one doesn't really get it, I guess. Okay. And she's really been growing and growing. And the David Byrne thing sort of shot her. That was like 2012. Sort of shot her into, I went to see her and David Byrne on tour, and it was legitimately 50% people who, who looked like me. It was on in Brooklyn. And then 50% people who looked like me in 30 years. Like, that was everybody <laughs> who was there. And so I'm kind of getting into, I, I, I like David Byrne, the talking heads. I've never gone, it's never been what I've, like, obsessed with. Right. But it was, they they played each other's music. It was kind of fun, but you're just sort of, like, seeing everyone, like, oh, that guy still dresses like I do now. Right. And like stuff like that. Right, but he's around. 25 years older than I am. So yeah. I see. I see. It's, uh, I'm, I'm going to hold on to this. Uh, so yeah. what, uh, so what are your, are, are there, are there favorite songs musically and favorite songs lyrically that you have? They, they you know, maybe not lyrically. Sometimes I, 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 the thing that really happened to me with, with St. Vincent was, uh, I, I never listened to a ton of music made for me growing up. I listened to my dad and my mom's records, which the newest thing would be like the Eagles, oh. right? It was like, we're talking, and which I love. It was sure. it's like Tom Petty, the Eagles, even like a little older with like Zeppelin and that sort of stuff. Yes. And then Allman Brothers. Did and they listen sort of to stuff. Yes? Yes. Yes was in there. Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, I believe, which is uh, prog rock there you go yeah, yeah nothing newer than like elo that okay. is like electric light orchestra would be as so i would listen to their stuff and then listen to the radio with them and be like bob seeger and S southern rock and then into like early 80s uh old rock and like classic rock and then throughout when i middle school i didn't really have a cd player i kind of wouldn't really get into like the music that was made for people my age and then you know a little bit but nothing i never really had my stuff and anything that I would listen to that wasn't my parent. And when I went to college, I lived in a room in the dorm in 2006 next to just the just the hipsteriest, like shoe gazingest, <laughs> ski, ski, like tiniest, my height but a hundred pounds less, uh, uh, like wafy thin man. Okay. Who happened to share a birthday with me. Okay. Same day and same year. Who's still one of my best friends. I was at his wedding recently. Right. Recently, the month before the pandemic, so right. a year and a half ago. But <laughs> <laughs> so he he was so into all this stuff, and there's like we we were talking, and he would be like, "Watch Garden State," and there's like this the shins and the music that makes you feel. And then we started a radio show at the college radio station. We had shows on this college radio station, which is like a very. Uh, picturesque college where did thing. you go to college university of missouri which okay. is also a very picturesque school it's like old buildings and columns and vines and we're in the basement doing our radio show and basically he would play music for me that yeah. i've never heard of right and i would tell him whether or not i liked it okay he, then i got to he, he would be like do you like this and i'd be like yes do they have any more albums? And he's like, yeah, they're called Radiohead. <laughs> they have like a bunch of music. So this yeah. is exciting for you. Right? And then St. Vincent was the first thing he played that I, it clicked with me on such a level of like, this is something that was made. I don't know. It, like it just hit with me and made it feel like I was, I was supposed to be hearing that right then. Yeah. And it was nice to catch, but also to catch like her first album and then be able to like wait for the second. I'd never been able to like, oh my God, I've heard all of the music this musician I love has made. Right. 
right, and I right. can hear more of this. And so then I get to start the anticipation. Normally, it's like I like the Eagles. Well, they got nine thousand songs, and right. then now they're done making them too. Right. And this was, I, I it really felt like it got to I got to come of age with the musician. At the, in, in real age. time, in real in time, in real time, yeah. which had never happened to me before. What's the name of her first album? Marry me, marry uh, me is is what's going to be the oldest, and okay. that's uh, 2007. It would have been like the, my first year out of the dorms, and, and so you're. And he, that's he, the he first had, one you yeah. you heard. And this came out, and he's like, "I, the, you might like this." We're t- like we're like playing like CD the CD and the thing. It's very romanticized because it was romantic. <laughs> it's taking a CD that was sent to you to listen to on your college radio station, putting it in the disc, pushing it into the thing, mm-hmm. and then tracking over and playing it out to God knows how few people. Right, <laughs> handfuls, <laughs> handfuls of humanity. So, and then sort of like this. So while I do, I I love the music and I think she's very unique and her guitar is. I, I, I got these guitars behind me, you can see. Yep. And I've always... Her guitar is... It sounds like her. It only sounds like her. And that's where I think I always equated her to Prince in my head, is her music sounds like Annie Clark making music. It doesn't sound like anyone else. It just sounds like her. And it's great. That's amazing. And, I, and then I... How it got to come up with... time, And I would go see her live and sort of like follow... And you see this evolution of what she's doing. And... And then watching her music evolve into becoming more more popular, maybe not more pop, but it definitely started off it's like technologically progressive without diminishing the manual labor that goes into the music. Right. It, now she's she's a little bit more electronic now, but at no point does it not look like the music was made via blood and sweat. Right. Okay. And um were you to make and I should have uh when I thought you were talking about St. Finney de Paul, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about a thrift store. I was like, well, yeah. I'm not going to have to ask him anything about how he feels about color coding uh, used clothing. <laughs> anyway, right. so. Where does plaid go? Does it go by the main color? I have opinions on that as well. <laughs> um, but my real question is so mm. if you were to make me an eight song, are there eight songs that you could make on a Spotify list? Of her, I, I it would be I would have to start at sixteen and cut like painfully oh. cut one at a time off. Right, talk to me about it. I had Murray uh, Valeria, Valeriano on, and uh, he gave me one hundred and twenty U two songs, uh, right. which is when <laughs> which is when the eight eight song rule began. Uh, that yeah. is when I do a music <laughs> episode. You ha- you could only send me eight songs. Um, I can't fathom cutting a hundred and twelve out of anything. <laughs> uh, that's wild to me. I can't cut a hundred and twelve seconds out of an hour set. Here's the good news: is he gave it to me on a USB stick, and then I had a really big USB stick once I cleared it. That's why, because <laughs> uh, I'm a dick. Uh, so I thought he would give it to you how Apple gave it to you, which is just having it appear on your phone <laughs> without your permission. Oh, that still happens. And uh, yeah. So, uh, but what I could probably yeah. do this. I, I might even be able to do this in real time. Yeah, let's let um, yeah. Uh, give me sort of uh, a couple of songs offhand that are your faves. So my favorite song of hers is probably a song called Cheerleader. Um, it is, I don't really know the best way to describe it, I suppose. Uh, but it is, it's as good as it gets for her. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's got like, she, she sort of has this like just offbeat drum. It's not anything wildly unique, but instead of like bum, 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 it'll be like bum, 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 bum. And so it's like, it's a great song. Yeah. The song itself is, is sort of about, uh, no longer wanting to just be in, to me, the person's shadow, maybe you're in a relationship with, maybe you're not just following someone along. Yeah. But you want to like kind of break out and do your own thing. Yeah. Um. So that, that would be, that's my number one. That's what I would probably listen to. But every time I go through these things. Right. So. I'm like, well, actually, this is the best one. Actually, this is the best one. Like it's, <laughs> anytime I click on any of the songs, I'm like, this is the one I'm actually most excited about. Well, uh, the lyrics are actually pretty great. Like I just brought it up and, um, Mm -hmm. it was what, what pops out of course is I've played dumb when I knew better, tried so hard just Mm -hmm. to be clever. I know honest thieves. I call family. I've seen America with no clothes on. 
I mean, that's that's poetry, man. That's uh... it's, it's it's a very poetic song. Uh, it's it's probably my most played for her. Yeah. That uh, album in particular, Strange Mercy, would pro if I if you if I was cornered into picking one, yeah, which would be tough. That's probably where I would land. I've never if I had to just. I have absolutely never approved of the you're on a desert island, which oddly enough has electricity, yeah. and you you only have <laughs> one album, <laughs> right? And you're not allowed to spend any of your time figuring out how to get off with said electricity, <laughs> right? And you have electricity, and you have a refrigerator because you have a meal that you have to eat there for the rest of your life, <laughs> and you're like, oh Christ. Anyway, so um, but that's uh. Yeah, this is uh this seems I'd I would play this song music except for YouTube would kick us off uh would shut it down almost immediately. Yeah, when you were 109 songs into a YouTube playlist, they probably started flagging the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what's the next one? What's another one? Uh I would say I mean I kind of just want to live on that album, yeah. but Strange Mer- Strange Mercy the title t- track from that one as well uh is another one that I love that gets a lot a lot of plays. Um, it's, it's, what's it, what's it? Um, I, yeah, I don't really know how to describe exactly what, so this one, I've absolutely never, this is, this one is, this one in particular, I never really knew what it was about, but actually figured out what it was like, was told, um, that it has to do about her father going to prison. Oh, wow. And sort of how her family reacts with that. Uh, and it's got. It has this crazy line where she talks about people equating the way she looks to the way her father looks, where she says her Hemingway jawline looks just like his, our father in exile for God knows only how many years, but when you see him wave through double pain, and I'm like, that's such a wild imagery to think about as like looking like your dad and not being able to see your dad, and then if you're looking at your dad through glass... And it's slightly distorted. And it's going to be distorted and reflective at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then in the same song, she talks about, uh, she doesn't know what she says. If, if I ever met the dirty policeman who roughed you up, oh, I don't know what. Mm -hmm. So then there's this other, she isn't choosing, she's on her father's side. She's not saying he's innocent at any point. I don't know what her dad did. (laughs) Um, but she is sort of, it's just an interesting point of view to, to think about it. And especially, in this type of music, it's not like the kind of thing that you see all uh, very often. But I like this song a lot. That's great. Could you hear the helicopter go by in the background? Yeah. Of uh, <laughs> I live in Van Nuys, which is a it's a golden age to be a helicopter pilot right now in, in Van Nuys. Man, if I could, I don't know what LA would do with less helicopters uh, interrupting. Probably uh, the exact same stuff they do now because I don't know if they're doing anything. Be, I don't. I don't think they're doing anything except for teaching guys how to fly low. Like it's going to be Hanoi next year, <laughs> and uh, so in '72. But the uh, uh, but what I do, uh, I I here's what I was going to say though is that I wish that um, I had a, a vision of how the song sounds, you know, and I wonder this one for her is, is, is almost ballady, slower, just a drum, um, roller some skating she, backwards. She frequently does this. She frequently, not that kind of ballady, not okay. like eighties ballady because it's not uplifting, <laughs> but more, uh, I guess singer songwritery, but in her way where there's still a lot going on, but more stripped down compared to some of her other songs. Right. Right. It's uh I'm going to do this and then probably regret it but maybe just for a second just play a little bit of it and sure. see And it's in the background so Yeah. Hopefully okay. it won't Okay. Uh you know what? It'll freak you out but every time it, I literally get goosebumps at the beginning of that song every single time. I don't know why. I just, it, I, I don't know. I'm not the first person to be like, isn't music crazy how it transports <laughs> you away? Like, <laughs> the thing is that I just get music more than most people. I'm not that person at all. I'm the person screaming, we're all like that and are lucky. Right, 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 right. It's, uh, we're very much so. It's music can literally, it can blow our minds and we forget yeah. how, how much it can blow our minds until we hear something that really resonates with us or really, you're like, what is that? There is, I'm not even kidding. Uh, I think 
I don't know why I would be embarrassed to say that. I host a show and have for 14 years called The Dork Forest. So absolutely (laughs) no one thinks I'm cool. So literally what I've been listening to for the last 11 months is the soundtrack to Frozen 2. Okay. And, And right before that, the year before that, I was listening to... um. And I'll say her name wrong, I'm sure, was Sarah Barillis. Uh, and the name of the album, I think, is Brave. And um, there's at least four songs off of that that literally every time I hear them, I stand up a little stra- taller. You know, I feel a little more yeah. in my body. Like yeah. I feel a little more in the moment, which is such a weird thing that music can sometimes do for me. It doesn't, it is, I don't think. Musicians think uh, comedy and music are the same thing. <laughs> they think what? audiences react to this the same way. If you've ever done shows with musicians, they're just like, Kai, Google. It, every comedian is like, let me go first, yeah. please. Yes. I yes. don't want to go after the music. And every musician's like, we'll just put you up in between a couple bands. And you're like, you don't understand, the, the worst of that is harder to follow than the best of me. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, spoken. Me yucking it up here with my little jokety yeah. jokes, and then you're gonna play a, a you're gonna play an instrument, and right. the savage beast is going to be soothed. Uh, <laughs> there's absolutely if you like if you like dick puns, you're gonna love the greatest thing humans have ever discovered. <laughs> right, I have got a cock ring joke for you, but other than that, you're gonna want to hear that guy play the piano and um yeah it's uh so the the instruments on the uh that i heard from the 11 seconds that i played uh were <laughs> guitar and then her voice yeah. has this sort of mellow vibe to it that feels that that does feel a little folky she uh um i her, her vo- that is her voice, and that wasn't like an especially different sounding song, even if all the instrumentals are. A lot of her songs will start off with sort of this uh, mellow tone and kind of uh, sounds like a drug to help you sleep and kind of will eventually, um, they'll have a mellow tone in them. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then eventually uh, um, build to what is like a cacophony of 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 organized sound, almost like every single song is an accelerating vehicle and then some hit something some veer some miss and some slow down but very rarely do they slow down oh okay uh she just she just a lot of the songs are a continual increase in in energy and they just keep ramping up and if if the the if if you could play like five radios at the same time but it sounds like music that's what some of the songs sound like at the end because it becomes this everyone is involved this synthesizer is playing this this guitar is being held up near an amp playing this she's it's it's i it's real wild and a lot of songs do start with that slower sort of pace it's on that that like the song that we're just listening to for a few seconds let me uh here's the end of that song like the last (laughs) well it's not maybe not the best complete example Okay. Let me think of a good, I'm trying to think of a good, like, chaos at the end sort of one. Right. Well, that feels pretty chaotic. Um, like, it, it had layers that, uh, yeah. and this is an interesting, uh, feel free, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to, uh, to be, uh, excited about the fact that I'm, that I'm, that I'm sharing things. And, uh, here, <laughs> look at that. That's the name of the, that's the album right there. Yeah, the album art is, 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 is pretty interesting as well. That is neat. That looks like it's just a, it's just a like full on whitewashed and the inside of her mouth and then like yeah, four teeth. like a face pushing through some sort of uh, uh, latex or something. Latex, like what a glove would be made of, is kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Do you know why the band's called Saint Vincent? I don't. Um, it's it's never you know. I actually am not sure. I'm sure there's some incredible reason or just no reason at all. But uh, <laughs> right, because it's one of those it's, games it's, of name a band. You know, like yeah, it always feels pretty arbitrary. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I realized that the Beatles, the B E A T, was a uh, was a beat in Beatles. Oh yeah. Oh, I had a college degree before I realized that in English too, which is kind of embarrassing. Yeah. And uh, I'm obsessed with wordplay and I heard that and it made me a little less obsessed with it. <laughs> it made me it made me go, 
Uh, I think I learned it in the last five years, and I'm a hundred <laughs> years old. So, uh, but it was like I was like, okay, all right, and so okay, so we got two songs. We got cheerleader. We got strange mercy. Yep. I think I'm I'm gonna allow myself to pick uh, maybe a third. God, different mm-hmm. album. Uh, no, I'm gonna pick cruel just so you can have some sort of. It's on the same album. That way you can have some sort of. Uh, uh, this what I would call a single. Oh, it we- sounds like a single. It has a hook. Oh yeah. It has a, it has a, uh, uh, this is the singlest of any song you're going to get off of there. Okay. But still builds to a cool thing. And d- does, does she get, uh, much radio play? Uh, no. I mean, for her, like, this was a single for her. I yeah. wouldn't call this, like, Ariana Grande wouldn't write, play this song. <laughs> like, this wouldn't be, like, something on, like, a real pop album. Right, right, uh, right. But this is the closest she would have had to a single off of this album. I do think her last couple albums have had a little more radio play with the songs that are uh, s- more singles. Right. Uh, so, Bodies, Can't You See What Everybody Wants From You. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, for you could want that too. They could take or leave you, so they took you and they left you. How could they be so be casually cruel? Bodies, can you see what everybody wants from you? If you could want that too, that you'd be happy. I always kind of uh, read this as, uh, and this is you know, I'm not the person to for sure say this is what the song is about, but no. it kind of strikes me as like a society throwing away women. Oh, right, because of body image and all those things. And yeah. uh, you'll be happy to know that uh, that men are freaking out. That They've been working for the last 15 years, 20 years, to try to get men to freak out about any sort of... Uh, the whole six-pack thing. It's uh, yeah. every dude's got to have it, otherwise he's clearly a hunk of junk of a human. And Well, uh, that was... Yeah, but it's a very male thing to then make dad bods cool. They're like, you know what's cool is yeah, we're, less effort. Bam! We're gonna. I will see your six pack with a dad bob, and uh, yeah, yeah the, it's it, it's just it's white supremacy trying to take it back. Take, <laughs> take but, back the night, white guys. Yeah. Take back the night. But this how we, this song had this lyric that says they could take or leave you, so they took you and they left you. Mm-hmm. How could they be so? How could they be casually cruel? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's yeah, that 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 to me is kind of hard to interpret any other way, I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's like, true, especially it's, it, with it's body play talk. on words mm-hmm. with take it, take it or leave it, but then she's like, those were the options. So they, they took what they wanted and they left you. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, yeah, she kind of um, I like, there's a certain spareness to lyrics that I love these days, you know? She is say she has never had an extra word. Yeah. Is I think it's almost like uh uh how some good comedians are. Right. Ex- tight, words like wor- tight, what's it tight. called wor- uh, word uh I can't even I'm not even you could tell how little I edit jokes. Um, <laughs> where I'm like what's it called when they use the minimal amount of words and I'm like rambling on about trying to come up with minimalism. <laughs> well, um, uh, what, word economy. A She's word very economy. good word economy. Okay. Yeah, uh, she really does. It it looks, it actually looks pretty on the page. You know, when you you see, when you see a poem written out, or when you see lyrics written out, or when you even see a joke written out, um, it can you you can go that that doesn't have an extra word in it. That doesn't feel, that doesn't feel like it's done anything but its job, which is to express a feeling or you know, or. Or information, I suppose. My husband would pipe up here and say, that's what directions for playing board games should be look, look like. And <laughs> yeah. If... Sometimes you explain all the directions to a, bo- a board game, and then everyone still goes, all right, we just got to play it and figure it out. <laughs> I would say every time. <laughs> Code it's names, a... I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, look behind you. He's right behind you. Yeah. Code names. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's... Um, but it is so interesting because... What I've realized, actually, probably in the last, I don't know, probably 10 years, maybe less, is that a lot of the funniest lines in that, that, I've, that, that I've heard not in comedy have been in, in songs. Just sort of, and that's true, too, with beautiful, like poetry, like something like lyrically, um, just with some really great imagery, just done in like two lines. There's that... Uh, I mentioned it before, I'm sure, is the Janelle Monet has a line where she just says, get off my areola. And mm-hmm. she is angry. She would like you to get off uh, her, her nipple. 
Uh, and yeah. uh, it is so evocative of it comes from like that sort of dude ball bat, bat busting kind of thing. And then it also, but it's super feminine, but it's also incredibly succinct. And yeah. And then it's like, and it's, and it's fun to say, you know? So it's, yeah. it's got everything in a line that makes you kind of bark with laughter and just go, yeah. all right. Oh, all right. It's, yeah, that is, I love that. I love that areola is more syllables than get off my. I don't know why. It's so, when everything, this is a, a, a true, I count every syllable. Do you? It's like an obsessive compulsive thing that I have. Interesting. When things are happening, if I'm really engaged, it's made watching television difficult for me. Sometimes if I'm very relaxed, I won't do it. But if I'm like, uh, sort of like, brain click on like on stage click on or like right. now click on i mean when you say get off my areola i'm chopping that sentence in half finding out there's no half to it and loving that more than half of it is one word yeah okay that's awesome and that's kind of it always sort of breaks down like that um will you enjoy I, I don't yeah will you enjoy a uh well i was gonna say uh are there tv shows that you watch knowing that that's gonna happen and you think to yourself uh it it's sort of it doesn't happen from like a uh an analysis standpoint a lot it happens just purely from i need things to feel balanced oh so you're just click so so you're just essentially click 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 you're just counting people walking into the yes wow i do not recommend the program deadwood uh that because i got this that's all slurring together syllables that is a a lot of running it back and turning on captions right it's it's essentially shakespeare done in old west you know so it's it's, yeah but iambic pentameter cocksucker never comes out to an even syllable amount even they say it every two words every two words you would think they would add up to something even nope the show didn't even it, it. The show didn't even add up. They can't. I haven't watched the movie yet. I did really, really enjoy the show, though. Yeah, the show was amazing. Uh, I saw most of it, and then it got a little too dark for me, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. And um, but there's plenty of shows that are not. It's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of programming out there. It turns I out. I really love that. It's like you guys aren't gonna believe this, but Jackie told me that there's a bunch of shows. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you know this, but if you turn that box on. In your in yeah. your living room, it uh, a which, bunch of stuff on there. And guess what? Nobody's got a box in their living room anymore, Jackie. Uh, so <laughs> it's a flat screen, and it's probably their laptop. But the 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 okay. So pick number four. Let's just go to it. Yeah, Let's just do it. Oh, is this? Are we on number four yeah, now? Yeah, we're on because we got okay. So this cheerleader, is her, strange mercy, yeah, and cruel. Yeah, this is from her self titled album, which was not her first album. This album was uh uh, uh third to say um it's hard for me to think about it fourth this was fourth it was after the david byrne thing okay which i'm not adding in to one of them okay Uh, this is songs called digital witness and this is like well maybe not one of my her eight favorite songs for me this is like the first song that it this just blew up this song was a single this song was maybe even on regular radio instead of just like uh 88 one kcrw or something like that uh, this is, this is, this uh, it's a great song. This song's about, uh, being on your phone too much. I don't think it's quite as personal as maybe some of the other things. Sure. But boy, does it sound awesome. It is a rock of a rock song. It, uh, it's got like guitars and brass and bass and electronic and real drums. And it just sort of like pushes and pushes and builds into this thing as well. Um, great song. Right. Great song. Right. Uh, kind of, kind of. Once again, does the thing that she likes to do, which is say the point of the song a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, her lyrics could fit on a note card sometimes for an entire song. Oh, right, because and, it's repeating three stanzas over and over again, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, but this uh, talks about what's the point of even sleeping if I can't show, if you can't see me, that sort of thing. It, it, it's not subtle. Uh, no, well no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem particularly subtle. It's interesting. Uh, I was talking to Maria Bamford and Rush Ticks about um, possibly doing a show where it just the cameras on Maria while she sleeps. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "That's money on the table, people. You're gonna, yeah. yeah, everyone will pay for that. 
there will be any number of people who will give you $15 to just tune right. back in for eight hours of Bamford crash sacked out. It's fun to be like, it's the Truman Show, except the wake parts aren't there. <laughs> right. Hopefully, I wonder, I, I, I only saw parts of that movie. Did they show him sleeping? Like, could you tune in while he was sleeping? That was sort of, I think the beginning of Implied? it was that he woke up. Okay. Like at the beginning, so you sort of see the world that you're in. That's some... I like those uh, uh, movies where comedians played serious things. I tend sure. to think comedians seem to be have more emotional range than lots of uh, uh, movie stars. Yeah, uh, I I have a theory, just because I am one, is that comics can do tragedy really, really well, and then also make make a tragic story funnier, because it's hard it's harder to do it's harder to learn comedy than it is to learn because we all have tragedy. Uh, yes. So that I mean that makes so much sense. Yeah. So if I mean, if you think about the the great comedic actors playing, even even the dirtbag that is Jerry Lewis, you know, he so clearly when when he is given the reins to play something where he takes himself super seriously, entirely yeah. believable, entirely believable. It, it, it really, really keeps coming up where people are like, man, I can't believe that comedian was so good in that movie. I can't believe Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader were so good in this. I can't believe Robin Williams was so good in this. And I'm just like, this is the thing I can believe. What I can't believe is that uh, this that Thor is funny. That's what I. That's right. what impresses me. I'm like, yeah, it's right. crazy. Yeah, it turns Thor out Thor is funny. Chris Hemsworth can be funny. Wait, I didn't. I would that not have I called love. that. I would not have called that's that. That's a bigger turn for me yeah. than Steve Carell can be sad. I'm like, look at him. He he was a god. He was starting comedy. He was sad to start with. Right, right. He's this guy had to get over things and to find the funny in any number of things that were painful. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Hemsworth, you sh- you would think that that would be an empty vessel. Uh, just because right. he is so enormously handsome, uh, that you would have thought that someone was handing him twenties under the table the whole time right. and, uh, and could phone it in, but he's actually, uh, like I follow him on Instagram just for the pictures, but, uh, but he actually will do some, I'm kidding just for the, uh, <laughs> but the, he'll do these tiny videos that are, he's a, just a very silly, smart guy. He's a smart yeah. and silly goof of a of a giant human being. So, that I always love. Yeah, that, I love I love any of the switcheroos. It's fun when they're funny enough to where the joke isn't Chris Hemsworth's funny. He's funny enough to like carry. I thought Ragnarok was the one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. He did. He's funny enough to just be funny in funny instead of having to be like, isn't it hilarious how the hot guy's funny? Right, and he there was a little bit of that in the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, where he was uh, the hot guy is kind of funny or kind of dumb, but he did a little bit more with it than necessary. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more. There's. It's uh, it's just a relief that people that everyone gets to be a whole person. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to see it, Guy Let's all meet in the middle where we feel more than one thing <laughs> <laughs> instead of funny, funny person, clown, hot person, sad. Right. It's. I mean, and I have to say that uh, I do like like Melissa McCarthy makes me laugh so hard because she'll also do. Um, She'll do like physical comedy and she's, she's playing from this place of, of the straight man, right? So she's mm-hmm. incredibly serious in the heat, for example, where she's like, well, uh, you know, she's talking about Sandra Bullock, um, uh, is wearing pajamas and she's like, what's wrong with your pantsuit? And, um, and, and the words are ridiculous, but she's delivering them with a gravitas. That makes you, that makes you yeah. just giggle because you're like, oh, and she's also like sort of the weird love interest of at least three passersby, like these dudes at the bar that keep approaching her. And she's like, and she's clearly a mess of a human being, Yeah, but they don't, they don't depict it as her mess is all inside and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the fact that what she looks like. It's not her body. It's not the fact that she, her hair is a, is a rat's nest. The, uh, yeah. She's, she's broken indoors indoors. She is, uh, just a violent, hilarious, uh, crusader of a human being that would be impossible to hang out with in real life. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but, but that was somehow attractive to at least three yeah. dudes in the movie. Yeah. And it was, 
it was that what that which that they were attracted to. I've digressed. Um, yeah, but she is. I I think. I mean, I've gone on rants and rants about this on my podcast before. Comedy doesn't get near the uh, uh, notoriety that it deserves. Yeah. For being a quality art form, and especially in the acting form. I will stand by Rachel McAdams should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Mean Girls. I think that there are things that no one else can do, or like doing these things. Anyone can pretend to be Abe Lincoln. Anyone can <laughs> pretend to be J. Edgar Hoover and wear makeup. It's very hard to to tap into a thing and actually be really funny like that. It's actually, it, it, it just it's what sort of annoyed me about Wonder Woman. The, the Wonder Woman 84. I haven't seen that yet. I love the posters. The, I didn't want, everyone <laughs> said it wasn't great, and I just want to continue to love the advertising. And some of the, and there were some great scenes in it. Uh, not not just one, like Darth Maul, but more than one. <laughs> there were probably four or five great scenes in Wonder Woman 84. Uh, but there was, um, and they were mostly the ones that did not occur in the 80s, and the ones not with Kristen Wiig, because and Kristen, there was one that was okay with Kristen Wiig, but here's here's what happened with Kristen Wiig. You've employed Kristen Wiig, and then you don't use Kristen Wiig. You don't use her strengths. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me want to climb into the movie and strangle somebody, because yeah. uh, at two points, uh, they they come into a scene in Wonder Woman where Kristen Wiig has, where someone says, She's so funny, but at no time is she allowed to be funny in the movie. <laughs> Don't worry, it's only the funniest person alive. Alive. <laughs> it's only someone who could make lemonade out of oranges. I mean, it's almost more upsetting because they also took her away from making something else. <laughs> <laughs> like she could have been spending that eight months making something that we all would have laughed. Oh my at. god, it could have been. I was like, are there? Is there something on the? on the cutting room floors it was too dirty for a wonder woman movie yeah. or something what happened <laughs> where's the comedy um oh wow so digital witness i've yeah this is a nice we're halfway there we're, we're meandering around and we're almost at an hour but i mean the thing is 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 i kind of like a, a, a dork forest like this where we kind of really get into the because in, you've never been on the show before. We're getting to know never you, have. Kyle Ayers. Yeah. Everyone should know, by the way, that he has a lovely uh, new album out called Happiness on uh, Blonde Medicine and um, and a podcast. What's the podcast name? The podcast is called Never Seen It. I have comedians rewrite famous movies they have never seen. <laughs> Godfather 2. Would you like me yeah, to come on? I've never seen any of them. I've only seen Godfather 1. I assume Godfather 2 is just them being mean to each other some more. <laughs> Godfather 2 starts interior <laughs> Italy. So like he was saying, <laughs> it immediately picks up. It picks up. I had I, one time I I read all of the Godfather as a bit on Twitch. I read the entire script and people could donate a dollar to help me skip a page of the script. <laughs> And uh, uh, so I've never seen it, but I have read most of the script out loud. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, so Never Seen It is your podcast and Happiness is the yes. album. And it's Kyle Ayers and it's spelled A-Y-E-R-S. And um, mm-hmm. we're let, let's see uh, what's song number six. All right. This song is called The Strangers. This song uh, is off of Actor, which is uh, number two for her is in the album world. This is I'm still in college. So it's probably 2009, mm-hmm. maybe 2010. Uh, this song, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, and really? It, it, she says this thing, she repeats this line probably 20 times in the song called paint the black hole blacker, but it's sort of like a background instrument, like where some of her songs would have a riff that's like, do 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 do. This one is her voice singing this song. It's almost cert- like a parenthetical to the entire song. Right. Um, no idea what it's about. It It's some weird song about... There's only like 20 other words in it, like 10 other lines, I you know, think, in total. Let's, let, let's unpack it. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, lover, I don't play to win. Befall the thrill until I'm spent. Paint the black hole blacker. Paint the black hole blacker. I threw flowers in your face on my sister's wedding day. Paint the black hole blacker. You showed up with a black eye looking to go start a fight. Playboy's under your mattress like I wouldn't notice. What do I share? What do I keep from all the strangers who sleep where I sleep? What do I keep from all the strangers who sleep where I sleep? Desperate don't look good on you. Neither does your virtue. 
Good souls have won better sons. Better sons were worse once. Um, what do I share? You showed up with a black eye looking to finish a fight. Lover, I don't play to win. This is interesting. Literally, just, uh, I'm willing to opine on this one. I'm going to yeah, say, do it. I'm going to say that, uh, that this is the, that she's like, I'm going to make this worse. You can't make this worse. Cause I'm going to make this worse. It's just going to, uh, I'm going to sleep with strangers. I'm going to ruin my sister's wedding day. I'm going to, I'm just going to hang out until I, uh, have an orgasm. I'm going to um, notice that there's some Playboys under your mattress. And so why would I, why, why would I hang out with you anymore? And what do I keep from all the strangers who sleep where I sleep? And uh, desperate doesn't look good on you. Neither does virtue. That seems, uh, seems negative. Seems like she's, uh, she's trying to figure out why, <laughs> why she's kind of a mess. Yeah. But not really like apologetically a mess. At just all. kind of I'm a mess. And you know what? Why don't we lean into being this mess? Right. I'm gonna lean into it because paint the black hole blacker. It's it feels a little Amy Winehouse. I don't want to go to rehab. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's fascinating. All right. What about number seven? So uh this next one's actually gonna be two songs counting as one. Now, like I said, a lot of these aren't my that what I think are the these two just play as one song to me. She has songs called New York and a song called Los Ageless, which is a play on Los Angeles. And these are uh, both from Mass Seduction, which is a more recent album. Yeah. And um, New York is, is sort of like a ballad to uh, New York and, and to New York. This Here's my, this is my crazy deep interpretation. The song sure. called New York has to do with the city. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, um, it, it sort of seems to have to do with a relationship that she specifically associates with there. With I think a lot of people have. Uh, New York is like an existence in everything that is there is like a self-contained existence of New York to them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what she talks about. She talks about the city changing, someone there who is changing. Um, and then she says she's like lost a hero. She's lost a friend. But for them, she would do it all again. And so it's sort of like this... Uh, I, I, I think with a lot of people, New York is six years of their life or 10 years of their life mm-hmm. um, that exists, especially a lot of like artistic people. And then they sort of like seem to adjust. And then Los Age, Los Ageless, Los, the Los Angeles pun, which mm-hmm. once again is right in my wheelhouse, <laughs> um, is like, and New York is, could almost be one person at a piano. It isn't, but okay. it almost could be. Okay. And then Los Ageless is a rock song and it is electronic and it is guitars and it is upbeat and it is explosive. And these songs back to back are sort of a, um, one strikes me as like a winter in New York when it's just snowed and you, nothing's been touched and it's beautiful. And then talking about even Los Ageless talks about the song from New York or the lyrics oh, wow. to the previous song. And so this seems to be like the next maybe era in her life Mm -hmm. and she's talking about winter never comes mothers milk their young which i see as like a acting children acting thing um instead of mothers giving milk to their young they milk them i see um yeah yeah and then uh um this has maybe what i think are the best the way that she does a line of lyrics in this song i think is just perfect i think it's like a perfect thing someone does where she says this is three lines in a row how can anybody have you how can anybody have you and lose you how can anybody have you and lose you and not lose their mind too? And so it's like, that's a whole relationship Yeah. in three lines. Like, I can't believe someone could have you. And then I can't believe someone would fuck this up. Right. And then I can't believe someone would fuck this up and not go crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. That, uh, at number eight. Okay, well, those ones are, let me think, number eight. I might just have to figure out what's my, what do I, this, this is your last one, and the, we're at an hour, my friend, one. so. <laughs> I know, I've really got time that is pulled up. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then we're going to have to, let me think. Last one, last one. Um, I ate into your hour, though, so we're going to give you like 10 more minutes. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh, this is tough. A cheerleader is already on here. Yep. We got, um, uh, let's, let's do a recap. Cheerleader, Strange Mercy, Cruel, and then Digital Witness, The Strangers, 
New York and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? If uh, all right, we got to do something off the first album, uh, just because I don't think we have anything off of "Marry Me" mm-hmm. and <sighs> not "Paris Is Burning." Well, I would say maybe even the title "Marry Me" off of "Marry Me." Okay. Is it as in this is sort M-E-R-R-Y of or M-A-R? M-A. Okay, marry me. Okay. So this kind of is like, a, um, starts once again piano, builds up to like this weird sort of like, not like polka, but like, it, it, it I don't really know the, the best of... way to describe it. Um, but it's just sort of, it's really early her. Uh, it's right to a person. It's once again pretty explicit and pretty simple. Marry me, John. I'll be so sweet to you. You won't realize I'm gone. Uh, I'll be so good to you. You won't realize I'm gone. I like when artists do this thing where they adjust. I'll be so sweet to you. I'll be so good to you. You won't realize I'm gone. You won't realize I've gone. So she sort of like tweaks lines. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it's kind of a nice, like, it, it's a little simpler. It's very early for her. Uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, I, I would wrap with that one. Kind of, kind of, kind of tells a story. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, is it Rocky or is it ballady? Uh, ballady into like dun dun dun. A uh, ballady almost into like, uh, uh, what is her name? Um, almost like if Regina Spector plugged in the guitar. Okay. Uh, in a good, and I mean that is yeah. all uh, compliments to everyone involved. Um. That's and, so cool. But it seems to be the time that maybe she would get influence from that because it's like 2007 or whatever. Yeah. And Regina Spector was everywhere. Um, that, so yeah, I would end with this one. That's amazing. So St. Vincent, you guys, is a band. And the front person is Annie Clark. And we got we got eight tracks. Eight tracks that would be pretty sweet uh, if you wanted to. And I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to actually listening to some of this when we, when we get off, but um, I don't know. I I love a deep dive into a one band, and this has yeah. been fascinating, Kyle. So thank Good you. Good music videos too. If people really like that stuff, she has a lot of fun. If you can imagine that David Byrne world person making music videos, of course they're fun and colorful. They're fun and colorful. Cool. That's that's outstanding as well. I love that. Um. Thank you so much for taking time to do be on the Dork Forest. Of course, thank you for having me. Everybody, it's at Kyle Ayers, A Y E R S everywhere. The new album is called Happiness. His podcast is called Never Seen It. And uh good times. Good times. And like I always say, uh Rangers, take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?